Are you looking to put your products in front of millions of customers? Then Walmart Marketplace is for you. With more than 120 million unique monthly visitors, according to Comscore, Walmart Marketplace is one of the fastest growing e-commerce platforms. And right now, new sellers can save up to 50% off referral and fulfillment fees. Join today and get instant access to millions of customers from one of the world's largest retailers. Go to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. I'm Kerry Murdoch. Most all merchants like the idea of the credit card industry policing itself versus lawmakers getting involved. And the PCI Security Standards Council is the industry's attempt to do just that. But how e-commerce merchants become compliant and meet the standards is confusing to many and the penalty for not being compliant is hard to understand too. Bob Russo the general manager of the PCI Security Standards Council is with us today to help sort out these and other questions. Well, Bob, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. Bob, our audience, as you know, is e-commerce merchants. For those that uh, aren't completely familiar with your organization, uh, tell us what is the PCI Security Standards Council? Well, the PCI Security Standards Council is a body that creates uh, the standards for protecting credit card data globally. Uh, this is done through a number of different ways, not the least of which is uh, through constituents that we call participating organizations, giving us their feedback. Uh, and since these are global standards, these participating organizations are located throughout the globe. And as you can well imagine, there are things that are specific not only in different verticals, as yours, uh, but also in uh, different locations globally. So all of that is taken into consideration before any standards are, uh, are updated. Uh, we go through a life cycle process on each one, of these, uh, each one of these standards. And our sole goal is to protect this credit card data however it is accepted, wherever it's accepted. Uh, and the mantra is if you store, process, or transmit credit card data, you must be compliant with these standards to protect that data. Where do you get your funding? Uh, the council is, is self-funded. Uh, at this point, uh, there are fees associated with becoming a member of the council. Uh, listed on our website, so if any of your listeners are interested in becoming uh, participants within the Council and helping us evolve these standards moving forward, I would encourage them to go to the website and have a look at that. There are fees for becoming um, an assessor. Uh, we, tr we not only vet all of the assess uh, assessor companies, uh, we train them uh, on a yearly basis. We also do training for 
literally anyone who wants to come and learn about PCI, anything from very high-level um, overview training of what the, the standards are and how they affect you and why you should be complying with them, uh, all the way down to the technical aspects of uh, becoming an assessor and staying with your credentials up to date. <laughs> that makes sense. It's fair to say that uh, the PCI Security Standards Council represents industry self-regulation, the major credit card companies, Visa, American Express, MasterCard, Discover. Uh, they created this organization to self-police uh, the integrity of credit card data. That's a layman's description, but is that... Is that, that that's, a, that's a pretty good description, and this is a perfect example of industry doing a very, very good job of policing itself. Tell us what is, for purposes of our listeners, if you're the, you're the general manager of this organization, what is the term PCI compliance? What do you refer to as it relates to an e-commerce merchant? Well, uh, First of all, compliance is, is something that is dictated by each of the credit card brands. Uh, they all have compliance programs, separate compliance programs, uh, and uh, they all use these standards as the foundation for each one of those compliance programs. They require compliance. We don't require compliance. You don't report your compliance to the council. You report them either to your acquiring bank or to the brands directly. Uh, we are just responsible for putting together the standards. And basically these standards are uh, a series of best practices in the industry, um, more related to security, uh, if you will, than compliance. Uh, a good way to, to think of compliance is uh, uh, we are the people who say you should put deadbolt locks on all of your doors. Uh, once you've done that, yes, you are compliant. However, it then becomes your responsibility to lock those deadbolt locks every day, and that's really what this is about, security, uh, as opposed to compliance. So if you think of it in a security vein, uh, if you do things that are um, uh, basically best practices and common sense that you would do, especially in today's uh, environment, uh, you know, in today's world, you know, I don't know anybody who, who can fly through an airport or go through an airport without having to go through TSA. So it's a different world. Once you, once you become secure, compliance comes along as a byproduct. If we can say an e-commerce merchant, if we could define an e-commerce merchant as, uh, as a company that accepts credit card payments online for, for products or services, uh, do all e-commerce merchants need to become PCI compliant? The rules that the credit card brands put out in terms of uh, compliance are if you store, process, or transmit credit card data, you must be compliant with, this, uh, with these standards. Now, uh, regardless of whether that's one credit card or one million credit cards, you must be compliant with the standard. Bob, we count... Here at Practical E-Commerce, we count something on the order of 600 online shopping carts. We did that a little over a year ago, English language shopping carts. There are uh, hosted, what we call hosted shopping carts, uh, and that would, service providers is what I believe you guys would call them. Uh, there are licensed, licensed shopping carts, which would translate to payment applications 
for the PCI Council, but we count 600 of those. Very few of them have are, are on one of the two lists which indicate that they're approved vendors. Very few, so maybe 50 or 60 out of 600. It's a rough count. What do you make of that? Uh, well, you know, I think that should put a you know a caution flag up for your you know your uh, e-commerce merchants. There, uh, one of the first things that they should probably do, as I said before, is to think about security. And along those lines, you know, you either have to ask your service provider, uh, you know, or your shopping cart developer if they are compliant with PCI. And if they say no. Uh, you know, as an, as an e-commerce merchant, I would want to know why. Why are you not? Uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, I, I would seriously consider uh, not using something that is, in fact, not compliant uh, with these standards. I mean, you're really taking a big chance with your business uh, at that point. I mean, you know, there is the specter of uh, remediation that has to take place. There is the specter of a fine. There is the biggest, you know, the biggest issue is your reputation. If you suffer a breach, uh, you know, you may have a lot of customers who will tend not to come back and shop with you again. And that's absolutely the worst thing that can happen not only to an e-commerce merchant, but to any merchant. Where do merchants go to without asking their, their cart providers? That is a tricky question for merchants to ask because it requires a knowledge of credit card processing and knowledge of the PCI Security Council. We have found that that question in and of itself is ex exceedingly gray with those answers. It can be gray in a cart will tell a merchant, sure, a QSA has told us we're approved. We're just waiting for the Q we're just waiting for the Security Council to add us to their list. Well, you know, they certainly have the ability to contact us. Uh, you know, I, as a matter of fact, I'll be more than happy to give you my email address and have them contact us, and, and we'll be more than happy uh, to let them know if something is in the queue, uh, you know, re ready to be uh, or, or going through the process uh, of being assessed and information has been submitted to the council, you know, on a, uh, on, an, on a particular application. But a good rule of thumb is if you don't see it, uh, on on our list, uh, chances are uh, they haven't started anything. You know, uh, I would liken that to to uh, you know buying buying a car and uh, you know uh, saying okay where are the where are the airbags in this car <laughs> and your salesman says uh, okay uh, you know we are putting airbags in this car you know and when we deliver the car to you you know uh, it should be there anytime but you know right now I can't show you a model with airbags in it. I would run for the hills. You know, I, I would want to see proof uh, that these people are PCI compliant. We're talking about my business now. Again, you know, not uh, not the application vendor. He's not going to be, he or she is not going to be the one that gets the fine or loses the customer. It's going to be me. So ultimately, I have to take the responsibility for my own business. Tell us where merchants can look, or if you have a general email address at the PCI that they could, a general inquiry address, email address, but I know there's two two separate websites that merchants have to go to. There's a separate website for a hosted cart or a service provider, and then, then the, the payment applications or license cart are, I believe, on your site. Yeah, the, probably the easiest thing to do 
is to go to our website where these listings are all there and our website has just recently been redesigned so it's easily navigable uh, especially especially for smaller merchants uh, so that's one place that they can go if they don't find what they're looking for uh, they can absolutely send an email to anyone at the council including just inquiries uh, at the council there is an FAQ available on the website. If you begin to type a question and it has an answer, it will bring it to you. If it doesn't have an answer, it will throw you into a question queue and allow you to ask that question. But you know, if you don't want to go through the rigmarole there, uh, I'll give you my email address. It's brusso at pcissc.org. Send me an email. I'll be more than happy uh, to give you information on uh, where to find what you're looking for. Uh, or you know, to to cut through all the uh, all of the sales uh, pitches, uh, you know, and get down to the real brass tacks of protecting your credit card data. That's B Russo at pcissc dot org. That's correct. And the website is pcisecuritystandards.org. dot org. The final question, uh, or I guess the second to the last question I was going to ask you today involved this. I'm going to play devil's advocate with you for a sec. A constant, a constant criticism we hear of among industry players is that essentially the PCI standards are all bark and no bite, if I could use that metaphor, <laughs> and that there's a lot of talk about having to comply with PCI uh, standards but at the end of the day, it doesn't much matter. If you're not compliant, there's been no real ramifications to date. How do you answer that? Uh, I, I totally disagree. You're, you're playing Russian roulette here with your business. So while there might not be a validation requirement, which is to say that you may not have to prove to anyone that you are PCI compliant, uh, if, in fact, you suffer a breach uh, and you are found not to be compliant at the time uh, of this breach, uh, you know, then there are, there are tremendous ramifications here. Uh, you know, there, there are fines, number one, for a small business, a fine could literally put you out of business. Uh, again, there is the, the specter of customers walking away because they've either figured out or with, uh, you know, our... Breach, uh, breach notification laws. Someone has told them that the breach occurred at your site. Uh, you know, there, there's a specter that they will not shop with you anymore because they feel like you're not uh, keeping their uh, their information safe, whether it be credit card information or personal uh, information. Uh, you know, it, it's a it's a really big issue. Are your are your uh, constituents willing to play Russian roulette? I wouldn't. But you know, they're the only ones who can answer that question. Has there been any merchant that have incurred those ramifications to date? Absolutely, hundreds, hundreds of merchants that have uh, that have had breaches uh, and have found to be uh, to have been not compliant at the breach. You know, have suffered you know losses, and not just the big ones that you hear. You know, not just the Heartlands or TJXs uh, of the world, but you know the the small mom and pop shops uh, that are doing business online. You know, there there is the specter, seriously, of going out of business. I mean, it is that serious. We know of of uh, breaches 
you know that are that are uh, out there. You know, last year I think there were re- 600 or so reported breaches. There are uh, breach uh, surveys that are done that are put out by Verizon, as an example, puts out uh, a breach survey based on all of the breaches that they have investigated uh, in the past year. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what the number is that they've investigated, but there are a number of forensic companies out there that are investigating these breaches, and not just the big ones, the small ones as well. And you're talking, you know, literally hundreds, if not thousands, uh, of breaches that occur because you know people are not doing the, the very, very simple, basic things that you need to do in order to protect this data. You know, you should really think about these standards as a baseline and not the ceiling. I mean, this is the bare minimum that you should be doing, you know, just as uh, good business practices to protect this data. So there have been breaches where a merchant is not compliant with the PCI standards, and that noncompliance has caused the merchant to incur additional penalties. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well documented. Where is it? Where is it well documented at? There are, as I said, there are breach statistics that are uh, that are put out by a number of forensics companies. Uh, one is Verizon, another is Trustwave, one of our QSAs uh, that puts these out. Um, there is generally a year-end wrap-up if you've you know got a uh, some kind of a bot on your system that's looking for you know breach or go to Google and, and scan you know uh, key in uh, credit card breaches. For 2010, it will bring up a huge list of what's there. YouTube has got uh, videos put out by a number of different organizations uh, talking about smaller merchants. You know, and, and one that comes to mind very quickly is one put out by uh, an organization called RSPA, which is uh, uh, Retail Sellers. I'm not sure of the acronym, uh, but it's it's on it's on YouTube, and it's about an eight or nine minute video of a uh, uh, of a poor proprietor who owns a restaurant who got breached and, you know, suffered fines and costs, you know, in the six-figure range for a small restaurant, almost literally put them out of business. So, I mean, this is this is serious stuff. We've seen that video. It's fair to say that's an industry-produced video. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah it is. That's, okay. a, that's produced by resellers, yeah. Yeah. Sir, we have just another minute or two left. Uh, I'm going to combine two questions into one, the, and that is, I know you've got the PCI uh, Security Standards Council is governed by board uh, board of advisors, and you've got a couple of open seats that that we wanted to ask you about. And as you're doing that, if anything else you'd like to say with our anything that you'd like to say to our audience of smaller e-commerce merchants, you'll have the last word. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we are about to open a uh, nomination period for our board of advisors. Now, our board consists of 21 advisors globally, since this is a global standard that represent all different vertical industries as well as all global uh, uh, sectors so that we cover the entire world. There are 21 of them. This is a two-year term. Uh, you can self-nominate yourself if you are one of those participating organizations uh, within the council, we currently number over 600 uh, of these participations in the council. And one of your constituents can join. It's not 
uh, expensive at all. There is information on our website, and there are a myriad of benefits that uh, you will reap uh, by being a member uh, of the PCI Security Standards Council. Uh, once we have gone through this nomination process for about a month, uh, our voting begins online. Again, those 600 or more uh, participating organizations vote for these, and uh, then they are elected for a two-year term. Uh, to give you an example of some of the people that currently sit on our board right now, uh, you've got Bank of America, Barclay Card, Chase Payment Tech, uh, Citrix, ExxonMobil, First Data, J.P. Morgan Chase, Lufthansa, McDonald's, uh, Micros is on the board, PayPal is on the board, um, Tesis Acquiring Systems, uh, Verifone, Walmart, uh, Bank of Scotland, uh, so it is a very diverse group of people, uh, and uh, we rely on them heavily uh, to give us information uh, on how to update these standards uh, uh, throughout the years. Okay. Well, for purposes of our listeners, we have been visiting with Bob Russo. Mr. Russo is General Manager of the PCI Security Standards Council. That is the industry self-regulatory body, if I can use that term, that regulates the payments or the the uh, the protection of credit card data. Mr. Russo's organization's website is PCISecuritystandards.org. And Bob Russo, the general manager of the PCI Security Standards Council, we want to thank you for your time today, sir. Great. Thank you. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.